Rata, or into those that lay to the east, in the direction of Souk Achas. She'd done her homework all right. There wasn't a town within a couple of hours of City Ike that she couldn't locate. But after climbing steadily for half an hour or so, they suddenly began to descend. It grew colder inside the car. There was another short climb, then an abrupt turn, and then another descent. She was confused. They were now somewhere in the Atlas Mountains. But where were they headed? As far as she remembered, there were no big towns nearby, only small villages and tiny hamlets, none of which seemed likely destinations for the man she'd flown all the way here to meet. Another half an hour passed, during which she lost all sense of direction and distance. It was no use panicking, she told herself, over and over again. The security arrangements they'd asked her to make had been so thorough and complex, it didn't make sense to go to all that trouble if they intended to harm her. She tried to concentrate on the interview ahead. Was she being unduly reckless? When her contact had called her to confirm the details, she'd agreed to everything he'd asked without checking with Donal first. If she hadn't, she quickly pointed out afterwards, he would simply have gone to someone else, Al Jazeera or Sky. Unthinkable. I couldn't take the chance. Yes, fine. You had to make the call. But you don't know these people, Lexi. I know Marwan, and he said they'd asked for me. Why would they do that if there was something fishy about it? They know who I am. Donal said nothing. He just looked at her in that maddening way of his that said everything anyway. What about Magnus? She bit her lip so hard she tasted blood. It had been years since she'd followed a lead without being absolutely sure of its source. It was the sort of risk she'd have taken in her twenties when she was first starting out and had no one to think of but herself. Now she had a husband and a child. She had responsibilities. You've already made up your mind, so there's no point me telling you not to go. Be careful, Lexi. I know what they asked for, but I'm going to send Jim out with you just in case. I don't want you out there completely on your own. Fine. He can wait for me in Algiers. I'll be gone for a day, no more. Lexi lied. She had no idea how long she'd be gone but the opportunity to interview the group who were behind a string of recent attacks on Western interests right across the region, from Morocco to Sudan, was too good to pass up. Although there'd been little loss of life at any of the oil refineries or pipelines the organisation had targeted, damages ran into the billions. They had no known affiliations, no political ties, made no statements— they were as capable of blowing up a refinery or destroying a pipeline as they were of shutting down an entire network. Speed, precision and the ability to disappear without a trace were their calling cards. They were high on Washington's most wanted list, sought by half a dozen foreign intelligence agencies, including Interpol, but all to no avail. No one had ever seen them or heard them speak. And then, one day, out of the blue... One of Lex's contacts from Algiers had called. The group's spokesperson wanted to talk. To her.
Okay. Donal sighed. It was as close to a compromise as he was likely to get. Donal understood. Of course he did. Lexi Sturgis went where the story was. End of story. It was a standing joke at Network News International that eight out of Lexi's nine stone were composed of her guts. I'll be fine, she said as lightly as she could. I always am. You know that. Now, heading into the unknown on her own, with three strangers, she wasn't quite so sure. A tremor of fear rose in her throat. She swallowed it as quietly as she could. She mustn't show fear. Above all, she knew she mustn't show fear. Suddenly, the car made an abrupt U-turn and skidded to a halt. For a split second, her weight was thrown against the man next to her.